This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 222. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier, plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, according to the Michigan State University's Food Fraud Initiative, which I didn't even know there was such a thing until yeah, we started doing the, looking into this podcast episode, food fraud is a collective term used to encompass the deliberate and intentional substitution, addition, tampering, or misrepresentation of food, food ingredients, or food packaging, or false or misleading statements made about a product for economic gain. Now, there's a database that keeps track of thousands of food fraud cases, and you can access it for the mere price of $350 for 30 days. That is insane. <laughs> Good example of, uh, you know, some of this information is not easily attainable to uh, the everyday you know, working people like us, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have an extra $350 just laying around, uh, what was I going to do with the $350? Right? Let's get access to the food <laughs> fraud database for 30 days. 30 days. Uh, we're going to be sharing a few of the most common food frauds to watch out for. So consider this a somewhat of a, of a 350 maybe not a full $350 value, but yeah. some of that anyways. <laughs> but before we get started, we have a new rating. Yes, we do. So this rating comes from Anno Banamanyan, and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a second. But um, Anno, I hope I hope I'm saying that right. Anno Banamanyan, who says, "Great pod, not just for vegans, but for those who want to eat healthy." I'm glad to discover this podcast. It has helped me a lot in my transition to veganism. Even non-vegans and vegetarians can benefit from listening to you guys. I love both of your personalities and your interactions during podcasts. I don't have a Facebook account. I deleted it because I think it's toxic, but I'm seriously considering reactivating it just so I can join the Peas and Carrots Society. Awesome. Thank you. Keep up the great work and stay zen. Come back to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally get what they mean to because it can be toxic. I've had to filter out some things mm -hmm. just because... Especially these uh, days. It's very draining after a while. Mm -hmm. Totally get it, but... You will not be disappointed by the peas and carrots. What up, guys? Nope. This is an awesome group. And if you're you're not sure what you're new to the podcast, you're not sure what we're talking about. This is our closed Facebook group. If you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen, you will be hit up with a request to join and posed three questions. Three questions. Uh, a riddle of sorts. Three questions is it three or, or two? two? I think it's two. Okay. Two questions. It's not a riddle. <laughs> but anyways, uh, two questions just to kind of help us keep out the spammers and people that... They're easy questions. I promise you yeah. know the answers. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And then uh, we'll approve you and you're in. And we are... How many people do we have now? 1,600? Well, think, since the we? last time... Just in this week, you approved over 50, 50 I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy insane. So, but it is a very active, dynamic, friendly group. So, um, Bully-free zone. So if you still eat meat, as long as you're respectful of others, others are very respectful of you. And I think it's it's just such a great place to get tips for if you are trying to eat more plant-based or even just substitute, you know, have a meatless Monday. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a really good, great place to get 
uh, some tips and advice from other people. Right. And, you know, before we move on, I just wanted to throw in, let's have a little Filipino uh, language lesson. So Marigold, our awesome, amazing uh, virtual assistant, is in the Philippines. And she's been our assistant she, almost since the beginning. Mm-hmm, over three years. Three years, over three years. And mm-hmm. uh, she's amazing. And so she is the one, one of her, the things that she does for us is she curates all of our reviews. So she goes and, you know, pulls all the reviews and puts them in a, a document and then we read them on here. And she made a mention, uh, a note to me on this one. She said, uh, thought I'd let you know that the reviewer's name was a sentence in the Filipino language, which means what's wrong, but it's not really a question. It's an expression of complaint. So Anobanamanian, Anobanamanian, and I'm probably saying that wrong. Completely butchered it. (laughs) (laughs) But so thank you, Marigold. Um, That's awesome to know that. I I never would have figured, I mean, that it was actually, it meant something. I mean, other than like maybe a name or a, you know, something like that. But that's so cool. So, so thank you. Thank you, Marigold. And thank you for the review. Absolutely. All right. So are we ready to get into the main topic? We are, and if uh, if I wander a little bit here, I'm trying to keep track of a puppy. Uh, she's, she's actually settled down right okay, now. I just good. saw her doing a little bit of a circle, and good. it worried me that she might pee. That's what I was thinking. But she didn't. She That's what I was trying down. to look away. So but you, she's behind me, so you can see her. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you know, Ruthie is now four four five months, months five months, and she's a whopping twenty six pounds already. <laughs> yeah, I went to the vet on Friday, and yeah, she had she's looking pounds. she's looking really healthy though. So That's right, uh, and yeah. you know, Cosmo, he had been holding steady at around 70 pounds for a while but since we got her he shot up to 75 pounds and i think it's because we're training her and so every time she gets a treat he gets one i think it's stress eating (laughs) you think (laughs) that's funny big brother is uh, is very patient though with her he's very patient and they are having such a great time playing and sleeping uh right next to each other just awesome and next to us too because we i just i love sleeping with them Mm -hmm. and Yes, especially Cosmo because he's seventy five pounds. It can sometimes get, you get stepped on and have a very sat big on bed. and farted on, and <laughs> but you know it's <laughs> it's part of the joys of of pet parenthood. And I know when it gets cold, it's going to be really nice to have yeah. his little warm body right there too. So yeah. All right, let's get into the main topic. Let's okay. talk about this food fraud stuff. This is really interesting because, like I said before, we we thought about this episode. I hadn't i mean we've talked in the past about making sure you watch the labels and mm-hmm. just because it says natural what does that mean you know that kind of thing but there's actually a database out there that keeps track of all these fruit food fraud cases mm-hmm. that's a tongue twister yeah food fruit fraud, fraud. Food, food, fruit, fraud. um and you know this brings to mind something and i know i think i've mentioned this on here before i know for sure i've told you but um my ninth grade biology teacher um was he was a joke maker and he you know he told us ah, the comedian. Uh, comedian. Uh, he told us one time that uh, pop tarts have sawdust in mm-hmm. them as fillers and i didn't eat pop tarts it's a good thing i didn't but you know i i quit eating pop tarts for years after that because i that stuck in my head and and that's a filler thing so that is probably kind of borderline on what we're talking about. Well, not really. It, it kind of applies. But uh, this episode, this topic made me think of that. I remember my grandfather telling us that some of the the cereals that we would eat, the sugary cereals when we were mm-hmm. a kid, uh, he would tell us the box has more nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh, all right. So let's start with uh, ground coffee and ground pepper. So 
both of these things can have other brown things in it because, you know, both of them are brown or black. Mm -hmm. Uh, So both of these can also have things like twigs, leaves, uh, you know, ground up in there to and that whether it's intentional or uh, just accidental as a sloppy processing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still you don't want to be paying for twigs and ground up twigs and leaves when you, you know, are buying expensive coffee or or expensive ground pepper. Well, you know, even with bugs and insects, Mm -hmm. there's actually a threshold. There's a threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're allowed to have so many bugs, bugs. (laughs) (laughs) which is just disturbing. Uh, But so the, the uh, kind of the workaround, I guess, for this is to buy whole beans and uh, coffee beans and peppercorns and then grind them yourself instead and that's so easy to do it is especially nowadays Mm -hmm. the grinders are so easy yeah yeah and you can actually um i have a little coffee grinder but i actually use it for spices i've done that before and so you can actually do and those are cheap you know they're not they really are so Mm -hmm. you can have several of them for your you can have one for coffee you can have one for you know like spices like allspice nutmeg and and then one for pepper and other things like that so i mean that's really easy to to do All right, so let's talk about honey. So some common fraud techniques with honey include adding other sweeteners and misleading labeling and marketing. So some of those other sweeteners could be sucrose syrup, sugar syrup, partial invert cane syrup, corn syrup, glucose syrup, syrup, high fructose corn syrup, not good, Mm -hmm. beet sugar, uh, artificial sweeteners. Definitely not good. Especially if you think you're... You're, oh, I'm going to be natural and and eat honey. Mm-hmm, right. So, and, you know, of course, if you're vegan, uh, most vegans don't eat honey, but uh, vegetarians do. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the most common misleading marketing tactic for honey is stating that it contains pollen when it actually doesn't. So pollen is sometimes removed in an effort to remove animal parts and make it, you know, closer to vegan, I guess. Uh, but... If they do that, then it needs to be labeled that way. So it needs to be clearly labeled, you know, pollen removed or filtered to remove pollen or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in cases of fraud, the pollen is filtered out so that its origin can't be determined, but it still can be labeled as containing pollen. Yeah, but I don't think that I would necessarily make it closer to vegan because vegans are just about not having Using any animal. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Even if it was completely pure honey, it would still That's be coming from, a, from an insect. That's I will true. say though, because this this just made me think of a question that came up in, uh, the I think it was in the peas and carrots. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was where somebody was saying, they saw a sign that said vegan honey. Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand that's not what we're talking. This mm-hmm. is again, ve- honey is just not vegan in itself. Honey that comes from right. bees because it comes from bees. Vegans don't consume any products from animals mm-hmm. to include made by animals animals or, or anything made with animals. Uh, vegan honey though. A lot of people don't realize this when it is, you want to go and obviously check the ingredients still, but a lot of times is made from, let's see, we have one that's apples, apples yeah. uh, but there's different mm-hmm. variants of that. So there, this is something that is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there is such a thing as vegan honey, but right. if they say, oh, it's purified to, yeah, if yeah. it's still from, if it's from bees, it's not really vegan. Right, right. So, you know, and I mentioned a minute ago, pollen is, is often filtered or sometimes filtered out so that you can't determine the origin of the honey because that's how it's tracked by what you know type of pollen and where, that's, where that comes from. The reason for doing that would be to 
be able to sell the hol- the the honey at a higher price point so like as markets market honey as a higher quality than it actually is right this is where the fraud part comes mm-hmm. in because right. they're jacking up the price on you so, that, so you because you think you're having something that's healthier right exactly all right so what about olive oil all right olive oil is the most vulnerable fruit food to fraud Mm-hmm. So some common olive oil frauds include, and you know what it, else makes it very vulnerable? It was kind of a fad for a little bit mm-hmm. there too. So, you know, it was, I think it was around the Mediterranean diet, diet fad type of thing mm-hmm. that this really came into play. Uh, it's one of those things like coconut oil right. or, you know, things like that. Uh, okay. So some common olive oil frauds include marketing a lesser quality olive oil as a higher quality. So for example, regular instead of extra virgin, non-Italian labeled as Italian or diluting olive oil with other oils like hazelnut oil, corn oil, sunflower oil, peanut, vegetable, soy, bean, palm, walnut. So these are less expensive, but they dilute the olive oil with some of these. Right. So they can still charge the same price, but it's not what you think you're getting. You're not getting the pure, you know, extra virgin olive oil. Right. Oh, let's talk about orange juice. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, and you wouldn't think, you would think, okay, orange juice, how hard is that, right? It's it's just juice from squeezed right. oranges, right? So, but some commercial orange juice brands have been tested and found to contain other ingredients like uh, beet sugar, corn sugar, MSG, uh, ascorbic acid, potassium sulfate, orange pulp wash, which I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I guess after they squeeze it, they like run water through it and get more juice essence. Like, I don't know. Uh, and grapefruit solids. Hmm. Um, but, and again, I mean, to me, what it sounds like is that they're doing it to uh, either extend the the amount of juice they can get from the oranges or make it taste better than maybe the oranges didn't taste as like sweet or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, come on, that's just really not. Well, and I will tell you the other day you made some fresh squeezed mm-hmm. orange juice. It was actually tangerine was juice or mandarin yeah. orange juice. It was, so, was good. so good. Yeah, it was now, really good. like you were saying, a little bit of it is a gamble based on the tan- mm-hmm. the the orange or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was so good. And yeah. the cool thing is, is that when you squeeze your own, or if you put it in a juicer, you get a little bit of the pulp, mm-hmm. which is is very good for you. So you're getting a little bit of the fiber as well. Right. That's true. Even though you hate pulp. Yeah. Not a pulp, <laughs> but fan. it is good for you. All right. Let's talk about blueberries. All right. So many products that are advertised that they contain blueberries actually don't. So if you're in what we're talking about here is things like, um, uh, cereals, bars, um, oh, muffins, is, oh, yeah. you know, that have so, and especially by manufacturers like, and I am naming names, uh, Betty Crocker, Kellogg's, General Mills, other, you know, manufacturers like that who have like a, a blueberry morning cereal or whatever. And you see those little blue bits, right? <laughs> Bluish. Most of the time, and not all the time, but a lot of the time, those are not, they're not blueberries. They're little blue lumps that are mixtures of sugar, corn syrup, starch, hydrogenated oil, artificial flavors, artificial food dyes, uh, blue number two and red number 40. Ooh. Yeah, so not not something that you want to be consuming. And you know, you see a lot of these a lot of these products that they say, "Oh, it's a blueberry muffin, so it's got to be good for you, right?" Well, not necessarily. You know, and this is one where you might find a cereal that's decent and add your own blueberries to it. Now, Thank I know you. That's that a good idea. yeah, and I know that 
uh, it can be difficult depending on the season, particularly to find organic because mm-hmm. we've talked yeah. about this in the past. There are certain things that, and there was an episode we did where we were talking about, yeah, I can't afford everything organic. And guess what? You don't really necessarily need everything organic, but there are certain things that we always make sure to get organic. Mm-hmm. And one of them is blueberries. So the thin skin right. type of fruit. And so, yes, it's not always easy, but by the same token, you have to kind of weigh that against, mm-hmm. do I want, a lump of corn syrup, mm-hmm. hydrogenated oil, or can I hold out or maybe substitute another fruit instead right. of blueberries, maybe strawberries or right. something else. Right, exactly. Or, you know, even buying frozen organic blueberries would mm-hmm. be preferable. That's a really good alternative. And then too. just make yeah. your own blueberry muffins, which are amazing. I love blueberry Perfect. muffins. Homemade. And you know, I got to tell you, I've, I've increased my fruit intake over the last week. And I can feel a huge difference in my energy level in the morning. My caffeine intake has dropped. Really? Because I just eating some fresh fruit. You know, I've been buying uh, the melon. Well, you've uh-huh. been buying. You're our, you're our shopper. Uh, the melon uh-huh. and the watermelon combination. Oh, and I did get you pineapple, you asked me. Yep. Get pineapple, got, so it's in the refrigerator. Don't, I don't forget. I just get this huge shot of energy. And yeah. I know it's like this fructose, you know, in the... in the Yeah, the, 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 the fruit sugar. The fruit yeah. sugar, yeah. But it's whatever, natural. It's right, not exactly. processed sugar. Exactly. Um, and, and the dogs love it, too. So yeah. They, and it's safe for their dogs. So Yeah, they're melon heads. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, what about cinnamon? All right. Real cinnamon is made from plant bark. So, Celion, Celon, or Cassia. 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 <laughs> you should have taken this one. <laughs> ah, sorry. Um, yeah, so... Uh, well, the thing is, this can be faked. Yes. So, it can be faked by grinding coffee husks, which is interesting. It's used as a filler. Uh, so, you want to make sure to read the label to be sure that you're getting pure cinnamon. You, right. it, that's just such a shame that you should have to do that, right? I know. I mean, it, you look at something that says cinnamon, but you know, the reality is, and I think one of the takeaways from this is always read the labels mm-hmm. because at least in America here, we do have some pretty, uh, there's a lot of work to be done. So I'm not saying <laughs> we just, uh, definitely a lot of work to be done that there has to be this database that exists mm-hmm. with all these thousands of cases. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are some things that, that, uh, they have to be very transparent about. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, still read the labels. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder how um, how hard it is to or how fine you could get if you ground your own cinnamon sticks. So, like, if you buy the cinnamon sticks, because, you know, I mean, they're they're whole as, as long as it actually is coming from uh, a salon or, or cassia uh, bark, then... If you could grind that, you know, maybe that would... Yeah, we've never tried that. We no. tried that. Maybe we should try it and put it on YouTube or something. And see yeah. How much. Oh, here's the other thing. It depends on how your preference too, right? Mm-hmm. So do you even need it that fine? If we were just putting it in something like uh, uh, muffins or something. Mm, yeah, maybe. How fine? I mean, you don't want chunks of cinnamon, obviously. Yeah. But, you don't want I mean, you chunks don't of bark. Yeah, but you don't necessarily need it yeah. extra yeah. fine either. That's you know? true. That's a good so. point. I put cinnamon in my coffee. It's supposed to be yes. good for... It's good for the taste for sure, mm-hmm. but I also I put I have my own little uh bur- I'm my own little barista at work. <laughs> I have some uh, organic vanilla and mm-hmm. then I have some cinnamon and when I get my coffee and I have a, a frother. She's out of my desk in the morning. She's good. She has a. She has people coming by, placing orders. Right. Well, the guy across from me says, "I'll have a, a tall cafe mocha, please." <laughs> All right. So uh, one more. All right. Uh, truffle oil. So now most commercial, now, you know, truffles are the, the fungus. Uh, they're not mushrooms, but they're a type of fungus that grow underground and mm-hmm. pigs sniff them out. Um, all right. So most commercial truffle oils 
are created by mixing olive oil with a synthetic petroleum-based flavoring agent. So like the ones you buy in the store, just you know, on the grocery shelf, be careful because chances are it's not what it's advertised. Um, so if you see truffle aroma or truffle essence on the label, then it's not real truffle oil. It's the, the oil that I just mentioned that's had, you know, something added to it to make it taste or smell like truffles. Okay. So, and truffles are very expensive. I was going to say, we saw something, it was like a dateline or something where they had the dogs sniffing out for the truffles. Uh, And it was a pigs. Are you sure? I thought it was dogs that were sniffing. I I know know. pigs can too, but maybe, maybe Maybe whatever I saw was they, they had, something sniffing out mm-hmm. the truffles and i think it was dogs because they were sitting next to it i remember hmm. where they would find it and they would sit next to it but really expensive yeah, very really expensive yeah so. but uh anyway so i you know i've never i've never even had truffles or truffle oil or anything i don't know what it tastes like mm. but um but yeah if if that's something that you use be careful and i mean if you are going to use it you might want to you probably don't use it too often so it might be worth investing in in something that's more expensive All right. I think that does it for our main topic this week. Uh, Hopefully this has helped you uh, just understand what's out there, if anything, and make sure you're doing your due diligence to read the labels as much as possible. And also, I think it's really important that that we stay aware of any sort of bills or things of a legal nature that uh, can impact this. Because, I mean, this is this is these are things that um, sometimes politicians don't want a lot of control around these types of things and it's very important. So this is something I think that should really have all of our attention because we're being, we're being uh, lied to in some cases. So we need to kind of pay attention to this. Right. Okay. We're ready to move into the recipe of the week. Let's do it. So the recipe this week is, uh, was shared uh, in the peas and carrots by Cindy Lockwood and it's for homemade peach wine. And I'm not a wine drinker, but and I'm not sure how you would feel about peach wine, but uh, this looked interesting. So it's on a a recipe that uh, Cindy said, and here's what she, here's what she wrote. She said, "I found this recipe, and I have a one gallon bottle of peach wine brewing on my counter. As a result, it was pretty simple. I wasn't crazy about using the sugar, so if anyone has a better idea, please share." Mm, yeah, that would be my thing. I don't typically like sweet wines. Sweet. I'm mm. more of a I wouldn't say dry either. I typically drink red table wine. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to drink, and uh, so it's not fruity, but it's not exactly extra dry either. Right. It's, yeah, you're kind not somewhere in between. You're not too much of the f- fruity stuff. Anyway. No, 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 no. All right, let's move into the quote of the week. The quote this week is from Carl Jung, who said, "The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are." Yes, definitely. And that was kind of my on-the-fly quote because uh, we were recording and we had to stop because part of my outline didn't save, and I couldn't <laughs> remember the quote that I had found for this one, so I did like an on-the-fly. I just th- searched quotes. Quotes about authenticity. Mm. So it's going to be the opposite of fraud. (laughs) And uh, came up with that. So on the fly, you know. All right. What product are we going to talk about this week? Well, we mentioned it briefly earlier. It's uh, an apple-based honey that's called Bee Free Honey, B-E-E-F-R-E-E-H-O-N-E-E. 
and it's it's really good. It's, Didn't we see this on Shark Tank for the first time? We did. The first, the time? first time we mm-hmm. saw it, we saw it on Shark Tank. Of course, it was already out. You know, they were already making it. They just needed, they wanted to scale it. But um, for, for those of you not from the U.S. or who don't know what Shark Tank is, it's a essentially a show where people pitch products to mm-hmm. a group of wealthy investors to see if they'll invest in their in their product. And this was on there, and this looked very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it did we order? How do we order it? Do we? No, we found it. I found it at Whole Foods. Okay, that's now right. they now they sell it at um, our local grocery store H E B as well. But when they when I first when we first found out about it. I could only get it at Whole Foods or, you know, on Amazon. Uh, and it's really good. Now, you can't, it's made from apples. No bees, nothing like so that. So it it's is vegan. It's truly apple. vegan. Yes, it is made from apples. You can taste, the. It, it, there's a little apple taste, but it's good. Really, I barely taste it. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, I, I like apples in some things, not in everything. Mm-hmm. But I will say... I taste more honey-like than I do apple-like, mm-hmm. and it's con- it's honey color, honey consistency. Right, the consistency so is so it's much good like on too. you know muffins or toast. or toast or biscuits, and you know to use in recipes, and it's you can use it just like you use honey. All right, so the question this week is: Do you regularly read ingredient labels when you are shopping? And if so, what is maybe you can share what the most interesting or misleading thing that you've seen some of these or what you look for right or what you look for that's a good that's a good point too if you want to leave us a comment you can head out to our website at vegetarianzen.com forward slash 222 and you can leave a comment for us there in the show notes or you can head out to our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarian zen or as i mentioned previously why not join the awesome group of folks at the peas and carrots and again that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen uh we've got to be nearing 2000 we've got to be very knocking on the door 16 something now i think turn the corner there so why not uh check out this group and um again very awesome group of folks to hang out with really good conversations going on in that group i think that does it for episode 222 until next time peace out bye Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting VegetarianZen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.